Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Okay. All right. Well, Marty, well, welcome today to Culture Influencers and uh, this podcast of Leadership Wisdom. Uh, and for those of you that uh, don't know Marty and Tracy, they pastor a great church in Nashville, Tennessee, and on the outskirts, and have been in Nashville for quite a few years now. Uh, and so we just welcome you today, Marty. Thank you, Gail. We've actually been in Nashville for 25 years now. Wow. And it's, uh, it's been thrilling. It's been exciting. You know, it's always a great adventure when you follow the Lord. Yes. Well, I know that I know that's taking you on some real uh, faith walks uh, during that period of time, uh, but also has opened up some uh, really tremendous doors of influence as you've stepped into Nashville. So what do you see as kind of the spiritual climate in Nashville today? I think everyone here in Nashville, in my opinion, has a deep hunger uh, for God. And uh, many of them are uh, really excited about the prophetic. I think there needs to be, uh, you know, much more uh, of an accurate and a mature representation of the prophetic. Uh, and I think that that, that comes through uh, wisdom, you know, through uh, wise leaders uh, demonstrating it properly. And, uh, you know, oftentimes what I see is that some people desire it, uh, but like any other um, any other thrust of the Holy Spirit, it takes time uh, and you need a mentor and you need leadership uh, to train you and lead you. And, um, you know, oftentimes we, we see people stepping out in the prophetic right. and, and they make a mistake uh, and then they just pull all the way back and say, well, that's just not for me. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, nothing in life comes that way. Nothing in the kingdom comes that way. There's always a, for every Elisha, there's an Elijah, you know, uh, for every Peter, there's a Jesus. There's uh, always leadership that's necessary to bring us to the next level. Right, right. Well, there has been uh, a lot of godly influence, I know, that's come out of Nashville. And, yes. of course, the country music scene is uh, kind of the heart of the country uh, there. And I know yeah. that you've had some of those connections in that realm uh, concerning entertainment. We've had a lot of uh, impact into the uh, music industry, country, uh, rock music, uh, really pop music, um, you know, many names, you know, some people uh, really want to say the person's names and that sort of thing. I just think it's out of respect not to name, not to drop names. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, we, um, we do have a lot of influence there and I speak into a lot of families and, you know, they're people. And uh, they're gifted people and have a desire to use their gift uh, the best they can uh, to bring, uh, you know, to bring love, uh, an expression of love and light into the world. And uh, when they realize that it's okay to be a believer uh, and to express that uh, without having to say Jesus every time, yeah. uh, it's, it, it is uh, freedom, you know, for them. And and they're hungry for God, and they're hungry for uh, God's touch on their life and God's approval on their life. And uh, I, I mean, uh, Psalm 68, uh, 
uh, talks about how, um, and Apostle Paul quoted it in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, uh, he said, uh, when he ascended on high, he uh, gave gifts unto men. But in Psalm 68, uh, he says, uh, David wrote, uh, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men and received gifts from men, yeah. even the rebellious, that he might dwell among them. And so they know that they're gifted from God, and they know that God is with them. They just don't understand how to interact and how to uh, connect to the kingdom. Uh, properly. And I think even a shortfall in some ways uh, for the past, uh, you know, 40 years that I've been in the kingdom, um, the church has not known how to relate to uh, musicians necessarily. And and they have a heart to, to do what is right, but they're very creative oriented, very emotion driven. Uh, and so relating to them is a whole lot different uh, than it is to your average, um, you know, just a choleric type person, you know. And mm -hmm. so, um, uh, you know, I, I myself have been a guitar player since I was uh, eight years old and uh, write songs and, uh, you know, have played on many big stages and, and with many different artists. And for a while, I thought that was our ministry was just to uh, be a side guy and to minister Christ uh, backstage and different things like that. Uh, but God continued to open greater doors and, uh, and, and we've had great impact in those ways. But that's part, partly how that's happened for us. But you know what we've learned along the way is that folks in the music industry, uh, they really want sincerity. They want genuineness. And when they sense any kind of uh, any kind of irrelevance and plastic or uh, stuff that is not genuine, uh, it causes a wall to go up. And, you know, right. oftentimes, um, you know, in, in the past, there's been um, a lot of irrelevance to the church uh, because of those things and religious mm -hmm. mindsets that I think had to come down. And so right. uh, not having those presuppositions and, and prejudices uh, or prejudgments uh, has opened many doors for us to be able to minister to many in the music industry and, and you know, in other industries as well, uh, you know, movies and movie producers and actors and actresses and those kind of things. God's mm -hmm. opened those doors and they're the same people. Uh, they're the same, uh, same creative heart, same creative flow. And it's just exciting to see uh, someone who thinks God may be angry with them because of the pursuing the passion and the gifting in their heart and their life to see them hear that God loves them and God cares for them and God is with them and, and God is calling them uh, to themselves. It just changes their whole life. It changes their whole view. And right. then they become very ravenous uh, for the word of God and for and for understanding the kingdom of God. Yeah, well, I know one of the things that I always think of when I think of country music is uh, maybe a couple of things. One is that uh, typically uh, they would represent a real pro-American view, uh, really yes. believe in America and the righteousness of the land, and yeah. also have a desire for strong families. Uh, and I know you personally, your family's involved in, 
every aspect of ministry now yes. uh, with you and have been for years. And uh, I think you've developed actually <laughs> some of the sons of uh, outside band uh, that performs. So yep. uh, you've really taken that realm and, and run with it in a really great way, I think, and have brought a lot of influence to a lot of people that uh, never would have been influenced uh, or may not have stepped through, you know, a typical door of a church. And, and so uh, to me, that's very exciting and to see how that's happened for you in some ways. Well, I think for, for us, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for uh, Bishop Bill Hammond. And, uh, you know, I think it was back in 1988 or 89, he began teaching on the seven kingdoms of this world. And uh, today, kind of the popular teaching is the seven mountain mandate or the seven mountains. Uh, but Bishop, uh, in I believe it was 1988, he began preaching and teaching about the seven kingdoms of this world and uh, how it says in Revelation, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, which is the church. Uh, and then the end shall come. And so uh, that is such a, that it was always such a significant word uh, to me uh, that, you know, and, and uh, the kingdoms of this world are not going to be taken with a religious uh, facade. Uh, we have to, uh, you know, Jesus walked with, uh, with uh, people that the, the church people of his day, the scribes and the Pharisees, they began to mock Jesus about the, about his, the company that he kept. And, you know, and, and even when I was, uh, you know, playing out more and, uh, and playing with different artists and things, people would say, well, how can you do that and call yourself a, a, a preacher and, and call yourself a believer if you're going out and you're playing concerts and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it's because God, that's where people are. And Jesus wants to get to people. And uh, just like they made fun of Jesus, uh, saying you, you uh, eat with sinners and publicans and tax collectors, and, you know, you, you, you deal with the, the rabble of society or the, uh, the offscouring of society uh, because they're not like us. They're not, they're not as saved as we are or what have you. You know, yeah, sometimes right. I think there's invisible lines that we need to uh, really just address and erase so that we can have that impact into the kingdoms of this world. And, yes. uh, and you know, I challenge people, uh, get out of your comfort zone, your, your church comfort zone, and people don't think they have that but they mm -hmm. actually very much so. It's very well defined. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bishop really challenged us uh, many years ago. If you're going to be a leader, then you're going to have to uh, be willing to step outside of what is religiously acceptable mm -hmm. uh, and reach the unreachable. Jesus left the 99 to go out to save the one. And, uh, and I think that uh, has been a burning passion within me and uh, Bishop lit the fire. Yeah, that's good. Well, we have a lot of commonalities and, uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, yes. we have both really appreciated music like Petra that brought really rock music yes. genre into a Christian world. And, uh, and, and John Schlitt is a good friend of mine and uh, see that influence that's happened in the nations of the earth in a real great yeah. way. 
but I have a, uh, one of the questions I want, wanted to ask you was, and I know you have such a passion, uh, passion for the prophetic uh, and to see the prophetic really righteously handled uh, by prophets. Um, yes. I, I won't say who it is, but I, I heard a young prophet the other day was on uh, Sid Roth, uh, and the essence of his message was, uh, I really think the baby boomers are the key to what God wants to do next. And I thought, well, boy, I think that's a right on word. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it is true as well. But uh, tell me a little bit about how, uh, and I know the prophetic has opened doors for you at high government levels, and uh, high levels in uh, Hollywood, high levels in entertainment. Um, yeah. How do you do that? How do you step through uh, those doors? Are they prearranged? Do they happen suddenly? Or what, what have you found? Uh, you know, I think what we have done is we've, we, have, um, we have followed the footsteps of Bishop. And uh, when I say that, I don't, you know, I think if you were to interview uh, Elisha uh, after he caught the mantle, and, you know, speaking of that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, talk about Elijah and Elisha and, and that type of an anointing, but it's not necessarily uh, the casting of the, anoint of the mantle, it's the catching of the mantle uh, that counts. And uh, that's what Elijah said to Elisha, uh, you know, you got to keep yourself positioned properly in order to catch it properly. Mm -hmm. uh, if you miss it, uh, and if you're not there, uh, then you're not going to get it. And so uh, the prophetic, uh, I think, is, uh, is something, I think we're all called to be prophetic, uh, first of all. Every one of us are called to have a level right. of, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger's voice they'll not listen to. Uh, Proverbs says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, God is the creator of both. And so we're called to see, we're all called to see, we're all called to hear, uh, but there is a special office of the prophet, and uh, that's what Jesus gave as a gift, part of his mantle mm -hmm. of anointing. And so, uh, you know, we cultivate that, and we grow in that. And, uh, you know, the Bible really doesn't clearly define how many years Elisha followed Elijah, but there came a point in time uh, when he had caught all that he was going to catch, and it was time for him to rise up and begin to express that anointing. And God surely did release double portion through him. And, um, mm -hmm, you know, for us, that. we have had such a hunger uh, to show people how much God loves them, you know, how much God has uh, put, invested into them. You know, when the Bible says that God wove us together with his own hands. And when he did that, he put special giftings and callings and anointings uh, in us uh, that I think are time released, you know, uh, there's certain things that come out in different levels. And so uh, kind of like the scripture says, uh, follow after love, and I'll show you the most excellent way or the most excellent gift. And, uh, you know, it, God has that gifting uh, in, uh, in a marinating kind of a place until it's time for right. that thing to be served up. And so sometimes we are, we're anxious to run out there and do things, and that's great. You should always keep that zeal and that passion and that fire within you. Uh, uh, but at the same time, there has to be 
a, a maturing of that. And so you don't just run out there with zeal without knowledge. You have to have zeal with knowledge. And so yes. some of that yes. comes with uh, time and seasoning. And, uh, you, you know, when, when God puts you in front of people, and that's all I've done is I've just been faithful to follow, uh, kind of follow the pattern that Bishop has laid out for us and, and do what we're trained to do. Uh, but, you know, no two people are going to do it the same. Uh, everybody has a completely different expression, uh, but the same God. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, I just follow the, the leading of the Lord and just share. And here's the key, you know, f- for me, uh, when Jesus sent his disciples to go after uh, the unbroke colt and the donkey, uh, they said, what do you right. want us to do? And he said, just go get this. They said, well, what do we say? See, that's yeah. the key. Ask the Lord, what do you say, first of all? And, uh, and he said, well, tell him the master has need of him. That was it. Uh, sometimes the most impactful uh, wor- prophetic words are the simplest words. And the mm-hmm. idea is say what Jesus said. They didn't go to the guy when he said, uh, what are you doing? They, they said, the master has need of him. Uh, because he told us to look for a donkey that had marbleized hooves that were shiny and he'd be combed down. He didn't say any of those things. And so oftentimes what young prophets do is they add to and they develop it too much in their own brain, in their own uh, uh, heart and mind. uh, And it takes away from the impact of just saying what God said to say. And so what I've learned to do is to just say what God says to say. And, you know, oftentimes that is the most impacting thing and we'll discount it sometimes. Uh, but just saying what God says, you know, I remember uh, ministering to one guy I was being introduced to and the Lord gave me uh, just the clearest word for this gentleman. And, uh, and he was a non-believer uh, b- before he got the word. Uh, and then he, uh, I was introduced to him and the Lord showed me he and his brother and how much he loved his brother. Uh, but that there was a division in the family that separated them, but that God had already worked on the other brother's heart and that there needed to be a coming back together. And, wow. uh, and so that God had already done this. And, and when I said that to him, uh, his heart just broke and he said, who are you? And uh, so I just kind of said, my name's Marty. And uh, you know, you know, God spoke that to me. He said, are you a psychic? And I no, I'm not a psychic. I just, I'm a, I'm a Christian and, and God's called me to say things for him sometimes, you know, and I didn't want to get into the big theological description. And I don't use church words when I talk to people outside of the church, you know, um, and so he, he began to, uh, you know, it just revealed the secret of his heart, like the Bible says, and, wow. uh, and he cried, uh, and you could see tears welled up in his eyes and come to find out it was a pretty well-known public thing, uh, in that circle, which I had, I didn't run in that circle. I didn't know anything about that information, uh, that he and his brother, uh, got into a spat many years ago. He took the family company and went in one direction, and this younger brother went and did his own thing uh, and created another brand 
that was equally as successful, really uh, better than the, the initial brand. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm talking about uh, in the music industry. Uh, and so it was something that uh, was common knowledge if you were in that particular, it's not an instrument that I play. And uh -huh. so uh, he at that point said, uh, what else does God have to say? And so that really opened his heart uh, to me being able to minister Christ to him and to minister yes. to an issue that he and his family were dealing with. Yes. Uh, and I spoke into that by the word of the Lord, uh, you know, not adding to just saying the master has need of, you know, yeah. uh, just simply giving what God says. And, right. uh, and his whole life changed uh, and pivoted in that point uh, because it was a divine appointment that God had already set up, you know, and when God can trust you uh, to not overspeak or to embellish or to manufacture or add to, but just simply give what God gives and he'll test you on it time and time again, then he'll open the bigger doors. Uh, scripture says yes. a man's gift makes room for him. So yes. I didn't go out and try to push doors open. I just let God open the doors Right. And a man's those, gift will make room. Those sharp words of wisdom and words of knowledge can uh, just open people's hearts in ways yeah. that never happen any other way. Uh, we have just a few minutes left, uh, Marty. So yeah. I want to uh, talk a little bit about where we are currently uh, as okay. the church and where we're headed. Uh, I know this year you had a prophetic word that really spoke of this pandemic uh, that we encountered. Um, before January of this year, and we're seeing that happen. Uh, what do you see the church advancing to uh, this year of 2020 uh, in the midst of just over these last couple of weeks now? We have seen such unrest in the land and, and uh, things I thought probably I would really never see are happening. Yeah. Uh, so uh, why don't you just take a couple minutes and, and uh, let me and our audience know what you're sensing for the church this year of 2020? Well, it was in, um, it was in, um, uh, I'm going to say May 17th, somewhere in there, May 16th, 17th, somewhere in there. I was seeking the Lord and, you know, just my private time with the Lord and the Lord began to emphatically declare to me, America, the beautiful, the beautiful shall be one, uh, O-N-E. Uh, America the beautiful shall be one. And, and he said it three times. And uh, usually when God says something once, it's very impacting. When he says it twice, really carries a lot of weight. When he says it a third time, uh, it, it is a, a strong decree and a declaration right. from heaven uh, that God wants his prophets uh, to speak and change the atmosphere. Uh, and so I knew that immediately a contradiction uh, was about to occur. And so I prophesied it early on uh, in May. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in, uh, yeah, in May. Uh, and it was uh, uh, the decree of the Lord, America the beautiful shall be one. And then within a week, there was the contradiction uh, that we're facing right now, that it kind of looks like everything is being torn to pieces. And that's what happens often with prophetic words. As a prophet declares it, uh, the enemy immediately goes to work to try to 
uh, fight that from coming to pass and bring a contradiction. Uh, and what I see happening in the land is like a Mount Carmel experience uh, where you have false prophets that are prophesying daily uh, words that are not God's will. Uh, and then you have the prophets of God who are being shut down and shut out. Uh, but I believe what we're seeing is the beginning stages of, of a Mount Carmel experience uh, between mm -hmm. Elijah and false prophets, the true prophetic uh, voice of the Lord and uh, what the enemy is trying to proliferate. And right. in that moment, uh, God will show himself as God. He'll answer by fire, uh, whatever that looks like uh, in the 21st century. Uh, he'll answer by fire and he'll it was after that that the people of God said, we are on the Lord's side. Uh, Elijah rebuilt the altar of the Lord. And that's what God's doing in the land is he's rebuilding the altar of the Lord in America, the beautiful. Uh, and why is that America so special? Because we are uh, called of God to do something great that affects the globe for the kingdom of God. It's all about the kingdom. And it's all about what God is releasing in a great awakening uh, across the globe, but I believe it begins here in America, and I'm praying and believing it begins in Nashville, Tennessee. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> well, yeah, the, a lot of times there's a chaos before God establishes his righteous order, and I believe yes. that is what we're seeing, and uh, we're in for yes. a lot of spiritual warfare over these next few months, uh, mm -hmm. but I believe yeah. God's got a purpose as a plan uh, to fulfill, and uh, your prophetic words are going to open some of those doors, and and see a great impact. So uh, we just want to thank you so much, Marty, for yeah. uh, being with us today. It was great, covered great things. And I think this will be beneficial to so many, especially those that are sensing that prophetic stirring in their heart and Amen. wondering a little bit about how you move into it and uh, how you've done some of the things that you've done. So uh, thank you. We bless you and Amen. Tracy and everyone in Nashville. And uh, we just decree over you. It's going to be a year of great blessing. Amen. Uh, great prophetic fulfillment. Amen. Thank you, Gail. God bless you all and bless this audience. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.